Keontae Scott and Austin Keys both out on the practice field on uh, on on Tuesday for Auburn. Really big news. Uh, Keontae Scott obviously was started the first couple of games, got injured early against Sanford in week three, had the tightrope ankle surgery um, that has really like taken a lot of like it, it has really cut down the recovery time for injuries like that uh, pretty quickly in in in, in football and, and athletics in general. Uh, Brock Bowers just underwent it uh, for for Georgia. There's a real thought that he might be able to, you know, maybe come back by by the end of the season. But Keontae Scott out there on the practice field without a, a non-contact jersey on. Also said the same for Austin Keys, who just got out of his cast um, from that thumb injury he suffered in the season opener uh, against UMass. Um, not sure if those guys are going to be able to play. Not sure how much or when or anything, uh, but Dan, I mean, a really good sight for Auburn because this is a th- this as 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 Free said a ton on Monday when we talked to him. This is a very thin Auburn defense, and you're bringing back two guys that they expected to be key players for them all season long um, that that haven't even played a snap in SEC in a SEC action yet. And it's an offense in Ole Miss that makes your defense play a lot of plays. So the more mm-hmm. Auburn can supplement its depth with players like Austin Keys and Keontae yeah. Scott. Like even if they're even if they're not 100%, if they're good enough, if they feel good enough to play and contribute and give you some snaps, those are snaps where other guys don't have to play, right? And that and that can that can add up against a team like Ole Miss uh who, who's who's going to look to push tempo and I mean they're they're operating at I actually don't know about the, you know, the the uh, plays per game, but I know Ole Miss has been they're extremely, fast. yeah, extremely yeah. effective at uh, what what they've tried to do in conference play. Yeah, and and the thing for Auburn's defense in this game is going to be, you know, having that depth and just bouncing back because the great equalizer and and Painter, I'm sure you guys talked about this on on Friends of the Program. One of the things that is so striking about this first half of the season for Auburn and how it went is that Auburn has only played one decent opponent at home this year. And it was the defending national champion back to back. And they took them, you know, it was the best game they played against that team in years. You start the second half jury's, of the season. Jury's still out on whether or not they're decent, I think. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> ah, see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if uh, they're, you know, whatever. But the second half of the season, you start it with Ole Miss at home. It is a six o'clock night game in Jordan Hare Stadium, uh, sellout crowd. A lot of emotion, a lot of backstory, a lot of narrative attached to this one. And I would imagine, like, we talked about, like, hey, this is what the doctor ordered, um, you know, for at a couple times this year, having those opportunities. I'm going to take advantage of it on offense against LSU. But overall, and I think in particular on the defensive side of the ball, coming back to Jordan-Hare Stadium can be a real weapon for them. Uh, yeah, I would. I would just say that I I didn't have a ton of faith that Auburn was actually going to get a win in Baton Rouge. Um, it was one where I was really going to be more optimistic if they kept it competitive. This is one where I can actually start putting on the orange and blue lenses and going. There's absolutely a path to victory, even with some of the some of the things that Ole Miss does well defensively. I think for Auburn, you can look at this game and say, "Hey, we are capable of." playing well against these guys. Ole Miss does test you in a lot of ways. Jackson Dart has played some really good football uh, this year. Um, Quinchetta Jenkins hasn't been what he was last year yet, but he's fully capable of making you pay. 
There's several receivers for Ole Miss that have played well this year. There's a few areas to keep an eye on. I wrote about some on Wednesday, but here's here's a couple that stand out. Number one, um, Ole Miss is a team that is 10th, I think, right now in points per game and yards per play around that. Georgia's a little higher than them, and we just saw what Auburn did to Georgia a couple weeks ago in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Number two, um, this Ole Miss team gives up a lot of tackles for loss. They are tied with Auburn, who, I mean, Auburn's had a real bad tackle for loss problem this season at times. Um, They have struggled with that. They have played two true road games this year at Tulane and at Alabama. Neither of those games did they have any sort of running game, both well under 100 yards in both of those those contests. Um, And this offense is just – you know, more of a middle of the road towards bottom half. Now it's a small sample size. They've only played two true road games this year. They have been different outside of Oxford than they have been in, uh, in their home stadium. Uh, before the off week, Arkansas did a good job of making it kind of a lower scoring competitive game. Both those teams were in the twenties, uh, you know, by the end of the game, obviously we saw what Alabama did uh, defensively. If Auburn plays capable like they're capable of playing, they can give this team trouble. Another interesting thing, Jackson Dart at home, unreal. Good numbers, great efficiency. On the road, he has almost as many interceptions as he does passing touchdowns as an Ole Miss starter. Um, His numbers drop way off away from Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Those are all things where I look at and say, okay, if Auburn can play to their potential on the defensive side of the ball, if you can get guys like Austin Keys and Keontae Scott, just get some snaps from them. We saw against LSU how much difference Auburn made when they were able to actually get Jalen Simpson out there, um, you know, as opposed to early on they didn't play him as much because he wasn't 100%, obviously. But, like, Dan, like, I look at this Auburn defense and I say, yes, it's a tough matchup. When Ole Miss is clicking, man, they are clicking. But, A, they don't click the same way away from home this year and what we've seen so far. And, B, on the whole, they're – Overall numbers may look awesome, but they don't look as unstoppable as LSU's offense has done. They are those numbers are skewed by some putting up monster numbers. Uh the LSU game, the Mercer game, the, the Georgia Tech game for them. They've had they've had a couple of, of of clunkers or like just lower than expectations kind of offensive games. And I think that should give Auburn some confidence and say, hey. This isn't, you know, this isn't the Kansas City Chiefs that are rolling in town. That was more what you saw last week. I think part of the reason there's optimism from the Auburn side in this game is because everything you just said about the Ole Miss offense, I think a lot of it falls on Jackson Dart, right? It's it's about mm-hmm. um, you know, as as opposed to the quarterbacks Auburn has seen certainly the last two games, uh, in Carson Beck, who is quietly, you know, n- near the top of a lot of passing statistics. Uh, if if not at the top uh, among among quarterbacks, and then Jaden Daniels, who you know the infographic people are starting to catch on to the historic first oh, yeah. seven games that Daniels has had there at LSU. I don't know if Auburn feels like they're facing that kind of force of nature at quarterback in Jackson Dart, and maybe Auburn feels more comfortable about selling out to stop the run uh, with with Judkins and and the guys in the backfield that can hurt you and, and sort of daring Jackson dart to fade you know, to beat them w- with his accuracy. It might be a game plan similar to the one Auburn's offense has faced the last couple of weeks with teams sure. sort of daring Auburn to win with its quarterback and its receivers rather than with its run game. 
Now, let's be clear. Jackson Dart is a good quarterback. He has he has played. I mean, all. I think uh, I think Scott, uh, inner circle member, uh, frequent commenter, uh, appreciate you, Scott. Always um, pointed out on one of the comments this week. He was saying like, "Yeah, Auburn." Like I, I made I made the comment about how Auburn, the talent gap was real against A and M and LSU and, and and Georgia. It's not as much of a real thing anymore. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, you know, have not been stacking the recruiting classes like those other teams had. Now, are they playing better football overall? Probably, especially on offense. Do they have more continuity because they've had coaches be there for for a lot longer? Sure, yes. Even in the case of Mississippi State, there is some carryover from what they've had previously. But Scott pointed out, and it's a really good point, the advantage that those teams have over Auburn, even if they don't have an overall big talent advantage, is their quarterbacks are playing better. Auburn is playing some of the worst quarterback play in the country right now. These other teams are better, even the ones that are struggling to you know, be top-of-the-line teams like Vanderbilt, like Arkansas, like Mississippi State. One thing's for sure, Ole Miss can move it and they can hum it. But 